Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. All right, welcome. I'm your host, Joshua. It is time for next week tonight. Week three, that's right. A couple things we got to go over, of course. This past week was week one, first week. So you wonder why I'm on week three. Well, if you're new to this, this is next week tonight. This is where I talk about the week ahead, next week. And I don't just mean I'm talking about next week, which is this week, really, week two. I'm talking about the next week, week three. So week two's games has been happened. I'm recording this on a Thursday night. Just finished up watching a great, great Thursday night game. Really enjoyed it, probably because I had a lot of chub on my teams. But hey, uh, it was a good game either way, actually. But the thing is, it's a little hard to evaluate always whether these guys, these picks that I'm going to be talking about work out. So now that we're into the third week of the season, you know, for the first week and then two, really, there was a little bit of overlap between the first week. It was like I was covering week one twice, right? But this week is really, we're starting to get into the normal routine. So I'm going to be talking about players to add, mostly that I think are going to be players that are going to increase in value that you can add for free. And I think they're going to do really well this week, week two, and I'm going to be suggesting you add them now before their value kicks up and everyone's scrambling to grab them off waivers next Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever. Waivers should be Thursday, by the way. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. It's way too soon. Injury reports don't even come out till Wednesday during the day. What are we doing running waivers early Wednesday morning? Doesn't make sense. Anyway, rant over. So, I want these guys on your team before they go off. And then everyone's going to go try and add them. And then they're going to find, oh, they're on a team already. What? And they're on your team. You're the smart guy who already picked them up. All right, guys, before we go any further, I wanted to share something. Kind of had an exciting opportunity. If any of you out there like DFS, you like betting, there's a really cool app and website. It's Thrive Fantasy. That's T-H-R-I-V-E thrive fantasy it's a really cool concept where instead of the normal you know FanDuel, DraftKings, you know i um, shouldn't say their name but hey you know you know how they work but this is different instead of picking a players based on a budget you are picking between a selection of prop bets and each of these prop bets have different values for points if you get them right the crazier ones give more points the easier more basic ones give less points you're going to get this selection of prop bets and you create a roster a lineup of prop bets so each lineup is going to have different prop bets other people are going to have a different collection of prop bets and then You face off in just same similar kind of setups, tournaments, cash. Go ahead, check it out. Thrive app, Thrive Fantasy. You can use, if you sign up, use the promo code FUSIONFFB. As always, we keep it simple around here. FUSIONFFB, if you deposit at least $20, they'll match you with a bonus of $20. So there's a little bonus for you guys there. If you want to try something different out, they are in a lot of the states. I'm still they're still waiting on Pennsylvania right now, so I want to try this out, but I haven't been able to. But if you can go ahead and check it out, let me know how it goes. Uh, I really like the idea of it, and I would love to try it. But Fusion FFB and get twenty extra dollars when you deposit twenty or more. Welcome to next week, tonight. Now, last week, 
we had a few of these uh, that really, I think, hit pretty well. So the first week, James Robinson, LaVisca Chenault, those were guys I was saying to add before the season even got going. Then we got, I was saying, trade for Michael Gallup. I still think that actually is even better now possibly because he didn't have a very flashy game. If he had caught that pass, or rather he did catch it, if it had counted instead of a stupid pass interference call, he would have looked a lot better and people would be a lot higher on him. Okay, I think he would have broke 100 yards then, five catches, something like that. So just that one little bit is affecting people's perception. Perception is what matters. So go ahead and you can still trade for Gallup. He's even better now. Unfortunately, with the ACL for Jarwin, that that hurts. Uh, that hurts me a lot. He was a guy I really liked going into the season. My tight end 12, I believe, in my projections in the singularity. But, hey, that happens. But now that's going to leave, as much as we were a little worried about how much work there was to go around, I was always thinking there was plenty. But now you know there's going to be plenty. Lamb, C.D. Lamb was very involved, and so... That is part of why people are concerned about Gallup. But I think with the now absence of Jarwin in the passing game, I would look for Pollard to also have more standalone value than I even was already thinking he would have. I could easily, I almost put him on this week's list, but but not quite. He's a little bit too obvious, and most people that have him really want to have him already because he has that whole Zeke handcuff thing. Then I said acquire Stefan Diggs. I don't think he didn't blow up in week one quite as much as I thought he could. It was more of a preemptive move just in case he did. But I think we saw enough there. I know they were playing the Jets, but I'm pretty sure that Josh Allen is going to continue to give him work. It's not just going to be John Brown anymore. John Brown is still has value. He easily could be on one of these lists. But Stefan Diggs, still a solid trade uh, target. But you don't have quite that payoff of the week one Jets matchup anymore. I also said get ready to trade some guys after the week one. And that's where it was weird. Like I said, the overlap from week one, I was almost double predicting. But look, Gronkowski did nothing week one. I thought he might have a big week one. I don't really like him a lot for the season. But I thought he could have a big week one, and he didn't so I'm like completely out on him. If you have him on your team, if you have a deep roster, you might be able to hang on to him until he does something. Otherwise, I wouldn't worry about it. OJ Howard was doing more than him. I picked up OJ Howard in a league off waivers. I mean, I had to pay some fab for him, but I got him. Uh, Jordan Howard, I was saying, because I thought he'd have a big game against the Patriots. Turned out, and, and I wasn't wrong initially right at the beginning of that game they were giving Jordan Howard like four or five rush attempts and he was doing nothing with them they tried to make this a Jordan Howard game and he failed they brought him in towards the end of the game and he bailed you out with a touchdown but you can't even sell this so maybe you still have to hang on to him Gaskins had like 60% of the snaps there here I was almost starting to be ashamed of my old Miles Gaskin takes. Uh, I might have to pull them out and start. Uh, uh, no, we'll see how that goes. I, I don't think it'll be anything too special, but it's work. The, it's work we thought Howard would have. And if Howard was, was, was worth having, I don't think Gaskins is that much worse or could be much worse. Because he got involved in the passing game, at least. Will Fuller, he didn't go off for a huge game, but he had a really solid game. So if you can find someone who is kind of looking at the situation and just is all in on Will Fuller, you know, they're a big Roto Underworld, you know, Matt Matt Kelly guy. They're listening in. They're drinking the Kool-Aid. They think he's going to be fantastic. Top 12 future wide receiver. Find that guy in your league and sell him. 
sell him for something steady and consistent that you can rely on each and every week at a position you need. Doesn't even have to be a wide receiver. I mean, if you're trading away a wide receiver, maybe you do need it, but hopefully you weren't relying on Will Fuller as top two receiver anyway. So cash in. I'm really happy about those week one results, but let's look at what I said for next week, tonight, week two, what I, what I did last week before week two was even played. And I am super happy with how this went, guys. I said, add Kendrick Bourne. And, and look, this is the way it's going to go a lot of the time. And I almost feel bad about it, but I don't because this is part of why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I pick a player and it will just seem to work out. And it'll work out because of maybe injuries. But you know what? I th- That's how it goes. And that's part of the process and part of what... It's not like I'm predicting it, but the chance of injury is absolutely part of it. Plus, just depth charts. So the, the 49ers were already out, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. So that's why I was saying, add Kendrick Bourne. He was... Fairly involved. I think he had like five targets, something like that. So, you know, still involved. But now Kittle is maybe hurt as well. So Kendrick Bourne is going to be a player you could stream if you need to because of injury, whatever else. Maybe it's just a deep lineup. I don't know your league. Kendrick Bourne is startable this week because the the Niners are playing the Jets. Yes, The Niners are playing the Jets. This was anticipated to be an easy game for the Niners. If they have no one, then they are going to have to play well. Garoppolo is going to have to play well, and the other receivers are going to have to play well. And so that's why I really like this Kendrick Bourne pick. We'll come back to this game later. Similar situation, Greg Ward. You just know how the Eagles receivers are. Greg Ward, as I predicted, had the second most targets on that team. I thought Zach Ertz would be the first. Turned out to be Goddard. That's an interesting situation to keep an eye on. Uh, the next one is the next one is the one that look. I don't want to victory lap over someone being hurt, but again, we knew injury was a risk. For James Conner. That is why he was on my episode 96 episode two weeks before the season. Costly mistakes was the theme. And James Conner was the guy I was saying, I'm sorry. I know points per game could be nice. All these analysts, all these analysts talking about the upside. Look, I like upside, but a lot of analysts are really, really pushing the upside thing right now. Scott Barrett came out with that article over the offseason. It's absolutely right. It hits on a lot of things that are really important to keep in mind. But a lot of people are also forgetting the downside. The downside for costly pieces. And so if I'm choosing between Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Chris Carson, and James Conner, Conner's the last one I'm picking. Absolute last one I'm picking out of that group. And there was very good reason why. And we saw that. Not just because Connor got injured, but because the other players actually played well. David Johnson, great week. Melvin Gordon turns out to be a great week. But uh, Chris Carson, too. A couple touchdowns. It wasn't just that James Connor got hurt. It was that he wasn't that much better. But combined with the injury risk... We always knew. And so I I said here, add Benny Snell because you shouldn't have James Conner if you were listening to me already. But if you do, you should have Benny Snell. If you don't have James Conner, you should also still have Benny Snell. I tried getting him on all my on my leagues. It didn't really work out. Um, he pretty much was already owned in all of them. And that may have been the way it was on your, your league. Depends on your league. I'm going to talk about guys... And some of you are going to be like, oh, wow, he's available. And others are going to be like, of course he was drafted. What are you talking about? I don't know your leagues. I kind of uh, try to vary it in 
very uh, deep and also shallow leagues and kind of give you a wide spectrum of, of players here. So Benny Snell should absolutely be owned in all leagues as of last week. And of course, he definitely is this week after Connor got hurt. He should have already been owned. If not because he was drafted, then because you were listening to me and you went and got him. Also, I said add the wide receiver twos from the Packers. I like Marquez Valdez-Scantling the most, but Alan Lazard is also, I think snaps-wise, he might have even been the, the, the wide receiver two. I do like MVS's uh, upside more. And just to finish that thought about upside then, the point with upside, these are the upside guys because they don't cost much of anything, but they have very high ceilings. They could really pay off. That's where upside pays out and wins leagues. You don't win leagues by buying guys in the third round because of upside, even though they have horrible downside. And we saw that already with guys like like Ronald Jones, another costly mistake. So, and I know he, he looked, a lot of people are saying he looked good last week. We'll come back to it, but we'll see. It was week one. Well, let's see who's getting all the rush attempts come week four or five, okay? Add a Bengal receiver. We just saw the Bengals play. None of these guys really stood out. Auden Tate was actually out, and, inst- and instead, I think I think Mike Thomas was his replacement, the other Mike Thomas, and he actually caught a touchdown. So, hey, If one Michael Thomas isn't doing well, the other one has to. Apparently, we have to always have one Mike Thomas having a good week. And the other Mike Thomas is not having a good week this week. So it was this one. I still like Ross. He was in there a lot. He had a few. I'd have to check the box scores. But it looked like he had a few targets. I thought this might be a good situation for him to get some deep hits. Uh, Maybe this should have been a, a miss. But we'll see. Next, I wanted to um, go to I had streamers for next week, tonight, week two. These were streamers. And I, in case this isn't clear, I'm, I'm recapping last week's, I know. But these are all guys that are still streaming options for this week. So you could still pick them up for this week. Jimmy Garoppolo playing the Jets. That was one I you needed to know about last week because he's he's owned. Jared Goff playing the Eagles. Eagles have a pretty stout run defense, but their secondary is not that great. They have some decent players there, but there's definitely some holes, and I think Goff and McVay can take advantage of that. And then Mitch Trubisky. That's right. I called it right here. I said it might be ugly, but it's fantasy points and. He didn't even wait till week two. He did it week one. Was it ugly? Yes. Was it fantasy points? Yes. Tight end Greg Olson. He came through with a a touchdown against the Falcons. And I think he could do the same again against the Patriots, who are always weak against the, the tight end, especially early in the season. These defenses, they don't really look that great. The Bears uh, versus Giants. The Giants are not going to be as tough and out as maybe we thought. We all looked at their tough early season schedule. I think for fantasy, it's not going to be that bad. They're still going to have to fight through. They're still going to get, it's going to be ugly, but there's going to be still points there. For the Browns, Bengals, that was tonight. Um, I have to, Let's see, it depends on your scoring, but they got me like six points or something like that. Look, that's great. It's not a negative. That's all I really want, especially right now. The beginning of this COVID season, defenses are all not yet in shape. I don't mean physically in shape. I just mean they're not working together the way that a good defense works together. And offenses are taken advantage of. We talked about this before, about how that's why uh, a lot of games went over and probably will continue to for a few more weeks at least, if not the first half of the season. So I'm happy with six points from a defense, basically. Uh, Trades, I was saying, go get Christian Kirk. Now, this one, 
maybe that looks bad to you because he had five targets, one catch for zero yards. However, however, you should definitely be going to get Christian Kirk for even cheaper and do it now. Okay, Arizona, they're playing the Redskins. And the Redskins have a good defense. In fact, they have a particularly strong front seven. Good uh, linebackers. You know, you got Kerrigan, a couple of new young guys out there, pass rushers. They've got a good defense. Definitely took the Eagles by surprise. But I just think what that means is the Cardinals, look, they played the Niners last week. It's not like the Niners defense is bad either. I just think the Cardinals are not going to be allowed. They're not going to be able to hyper-focus on Hopkins like they did last week. There's going to be... he, Kyler Murray is going to need to use other weapons to beat the Redskins. He's not going to be able to focus just on Hopkins. He's going to have to pass the ball to other places. Running backs, tight ends, other wide receivers. I think Kirk... Could have a solid game this next week. And in week three, he has an even better matchup when the Cardinals go to play the Lions, who have a very depleted secondary right now. I think like all three of their starting cornerbacks are beat up. So that could that's the my target for Christian Kirk game is week three against the Cardinals. Now, maybe it'll just go back to being a giant Hopkins game. I just think as we go here, five targets week one, that's not nothing. The production just, it didn't work out. It'll come. I still like him. Go get him for cheap, okay? Johnny Smith, acquire Johnny Smith. It's too late. If you didn't do it, Already, if you didn't draft him or you didn't acquire him in a trade like I was trying to tell you, it's too late. You're not going to get it anymore. Very solid week one game. But now they're going to play the Jags, right? We want people playing the Jags because the Jags have the great combination of a bad defense and an offense that can score points. So you can't just beat them and they'll roll over. They're going to score points back at you. And that is why we like the Jags, even more so than the Jets. I mean, everyone loves to beat on the Jets, but the Jets' offense is not as much of a threat to score points against you, forcing you to score points too. The Jags do. The Jags are just so much fantasy goodness. I want everything to do with the Jags. Playing against the Jags, players on the Jags. I just want, I want Jags. I don't mean just any guy. I mean Jaguars. I want them. That's who they're playing this week. Johnny Smith and AJ Brown. His knee is hurt. We don't know if he's going to be ready to play. I even saw something about Chris, uh, Corey Davis is also maybe hurt. Look, Johnny Smith, this is a smash game. This is a perfect setup for a smash game. It's also a great game for Derrick Henry. So if he just goes off and that's it, then don't be too surprised. But I think Johnny Smith will continue to be involved here. It's not going away. Let's get to this week's next week tonight. Week three. Yes. I'm going to go over first. Players to add. Before week two and before they blew up, these are week two pre-actions. We're not reacting to week two. We're not waiting to react. We are pre-acting to week two, preparing ourselves for week three. LaMichael P. Ryan, the Jets. I know I just talked about the Jets being bad, but look, uh, Bell went on IR. And oh, look, this new three-day IR thing, we analysts, or and I, I, I hate to include myself in this because I just feel like People who know about this stuff should have been saying a lot more about that IR change because it's huge. You don't want to put a player on IR um, if he's going to be gone six to eight weeks and you can only do that with like two players. That was the old IR. But with this new IR, it's practically... I, I don't understand... It, compl it completely blindsided me. 
once we started talking about it week one, I was like, wait, wait, what's this? Debo Samuel can be put on an iron for just three weeks. This was an option. What? This is throwing everything out of everything out of the loop. So Bell is on this three-week IR, which why did we even have a PUP list anymore then? Like, whatever. So that means Gore, Frank Gore, is the starting running back for the Jets. Uh, they used Josh Adams some, and they just signed Kalen Balash, who they kind of tried to get in earlier, but things didn't quite work out. I guess it was technically a trade, so he didn't pass the physical, but now he's a free agent, and they signed him. However, why am I saying, well, Adela Michael Pirine then? This is a rookie running back. I'm just saying Adam now because he's playing again. He was on the he he wasn't playing before, which is why I think they had all these other guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if come like Saturday, um Ballage isn't even active, right? It's just gonna be Gore with some Josh Adams, but they might want to see what they have in like Michael P. Ryan. And I mean there was a little bit of uh social media hype about how I think Darnold said that P. Ryan was looking really good in practice. So that that plays into it. So just go ahead and grab them now. If you have room to stash someone, if it doesn't work out, you can just let them go. Easy. Next one is a little bit behind the curve. A little bit behind the curve. I almost tried. I would have tweeted it out. So make sure you're following at Fusion FFB. I try to give out any kind of late additions that couldn't make it onto the podcast. It wasn't until Friday or Saturday I kind of I read a couple things and I realized that Jordan Aikens uh, had been having a really good camp evidently. I hadn't heard anything about that before, but I went ahead and tried to get him where I could and I would have shared it with all of you as well. So be sure to follow me and I'll make sure to go ahead and share what I'm doing and what I'm thinking better. It's always something I try to try to do and I'm struggling with is I don't want to say it because I'm not sure I'm willing to risk it for myself. Uh, I just, I hate telling you guys it too, but I, I've got to do it. I've, I've got to tell you what I'm doing because that's that's what I believe in. And then if it doesn't work out, I just get to suffer. I, I get to suffer on both ends. I both was wrong on your sake and on my own team. Uh, and I'm just kind of protecting myself and a little cowardly when I don't share because basically I'm thinking, well, I wasn't publicly wrong, even if I was privately wrong on my own team. So I'm trying not to do that. So Jordan Aikens, it's a little bit late to the bandwagon. He had a good, a, a decent game. Really the touchdown is what propelled him to be noticed. But the hey, we all know the Texans need some kind of receiver help. So go ahead and pick up Aikens if he's still out there and you need Possibly need a tight end. Russell Gage, same thing. A little bit of a week behind. This is a little bit of a reaction. But if both of Aikens and Russell Gage have good week twos, now you've seen it twice, and now their value is going to definitely lock in higher. So you still have a chance to get Russell Gage. Wide receiver in Atlanta. They're playing the Cowboys, so that is a fantastic matchup. A uh, lot of possible points going on there, right? So go ahead and get Russell Gage. And and then finally, Brandon Ayuk. And we talked about, I, I said, Ad Kendrick Bourne, San Francisco 49ers. Brandon Ayuk practiced, I think, just today for like the first day he's back. So that's why I'm saying grab him now because, again, they're playing the Jets. It's depleted. Kittle may or may not play. So they may need to throw in Ayuk, and if he flashes, if he flashes, and if he just has the exact same stat line as Kendrick Bourne, Ayuk's value will be twice as much as Kendrick Bourne's, even if they do the same exact thing. Just because he was the first-round pick and he's a rookie, he has hype, there's that upside potential right in everyone's mind, so he's going to be worth more. Go ahead and grab him. He only needs to have a half-decent game to rebound any kind of value. You could even flip him if you want, if you don't think he's that good. I don't care. You don't need to think he's good. Add him to the end of your bench, 
when he has a decent week and people start getting hopeful, you can profit or, or keep him if you believe in him. It's up to you. Also now trades. We're going to move into trades. So as we get into this part of the season, I will be doing even more and more kind of trades, both trade for, trade aways, because this is the time of season you want to be making these moves. A lot of people are scared to because they want to wait and see. You can't wait and see. You need to project. We've seen a little bit. You need to take the little that we've seen and project. So I'm saying go ahead, acquire Leonard Fournette. 16, no, 17 attempts I think it was for 66 yards is not going to cut it by Ronald Jones. Now the Saints are pretty decent rush defense, but we'll see how he does this week. Uh, I believe the, the Bucks are playing. The Panthers, who have terrible rush defense, gave up all those yards on three touchdowns to Josh Jacobs. That is a situation you want to keep an eye on. But I'm going to say go ahead and buy Leonard Fournette from the person who's now all scared that Benny, almost called Benny Snell, Ronald Jones got all that work, and so they're going to be scared that, oh no, he really is the guy, not Leonard Fournette. Go ahead and get Leonard Fournette, because in three, four weeks, he's going to be getting more work than Ronald Jones, at least in the rushing department. If Ronald Jones really has turned it around in the passing, then he'll be better than, it's not going to take much to be better than LaShawn McCoy, and so there you go. Maybe he will. But when it comes down to it, I think Leonard Fournette is a better runner. And look, he can do the basic receiving work just fine as well. Acquire Preston Williams. He is really liked by some people and probably the people who have him really like him. That is the downside of this guy. However, however, if you can maybe even overpay a little bit. I think he's going to pay out. He's definitely going to pay off because Parker's already getting beat up. And then week three, the uh, the Dolphins play. Guess who? That's right, the Jaguars. <laughs> so week three is the Preston breakout. You're going to want to get him now. That's the idea. If you want him, you better go get him now. If you don't want him at all, fine. I'm telling you, you go get him. But if you don't like him at all, then don't get him. I'm just saying, if you want him, you better get him now. Go out and acquire Julian Edelman. I don't know why people are still doubting him. He had like 52% snaps or something the first week. That's because they went with a very run-heavy approach. Meanwhile, he still had 70% of the air yards. That was one of the highest... That's one of the highest like team rates. So go ahead, have confidence in Julian Edelman. The chemistry was already there. He would have had an even bigger game. He hadn't dropped the very first pass he got. Okay, it's week one. After that, he looked great. I'm not worried about it. Go ahead and get Julian Edelman in a PPR league. Jeez, come on. Acquire Austin Eckler because, because we don't play scared. Because I'm not letting a one reception, 19 carry game make me think that Eckler's going to be bad for this season. Are you kidding me? 19 carries? Everyone was saying he wasn't going to get carries. So now he gets carries and you're saying, oh no, he didn't get receptions. He'll be fine. Okay, guys? He'll be fine. And again, who are the Chargers playing in week two? The Chiefs, they're going to have to score points, probably have to throw it eventually. Eckler's going to get to all those targets, and it's going to be, its you know what, it's just like Chubb. If Chubb wasn't playing Thursday night, Chubb would have been on this buy low trade for list because it's stupid that people were freaking out about it. And it's going to look stupid next week when Austin Eckler is like six targets four or five receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown, 
and another 16 rush attempts, you know, on top of that for another 60 or 70 yards. Okay. When he does that, it's going to look really silly that we were freaking out about him. And I'm talking about big name analysts after one week looking at and saying, oh, really worried. Here's what's going to happen. Look, if it really is that bad, here I want to give you the full picture of why I'm also saying by Eckler now. It's not just because I think he's going to have a good week this week. It's also because if he doesn't have a good week this week, it's going to be because Tyrod Taylor is just terrible. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Long term. Because if Tyrod Taylor is so bad, they can finally sit him and they can bring in Justin Herbert, who is known for dumping it off to the running backs. And now Eckler is back to exploding with a young rookie running back who just needs to dump it off when he can't get his reads. That's actually the best case scenario for Austin Eckler. So if if the way to get there is Tyrod Taylor being really bad for Austin Eckler these first few weeks, great. You can buy Austin Eckler cheap and he'll win you your league towards the end of the season, starting a couple of weeks after. Because they don't have their buy until like week 10. I don't think they should wait that long to get Herbert in if Tyrod's bad. Just get him in there. And then you can have a, a nice week 10 buy and evaluate and assess how you're doing and then come back better than ever after week 10 and win your league. Go ahead and acquire Antonio Gibson. That's the next one because similar situation. A lot of people were thinking he was going to be the thing right off the bat. That should not have been the expectation I, I bought one share of him, but I knew it wasn't going to be a week one thing. If people are thinking it was, go go get him. Now, in a couple weeks, they have a pretty good matchup. Actually, even this week, the footballs are playing the Cardinals. is a pretty decent game for Gibson, and... He almost broke a big play last week, too. He got tripped up by his own teammate. So he could break one this week, and then his value is gone. There's not going to be a buy low window if he has, as soon as he has a good game. Another player a lot of uh, analysts are telling you right now to go out and get, but I'm not. It's Traquan Smith. If you have him... Take this opportunity to cash in. If you're in a dynasty league and you've had Traquan Smith, go ahead and sell him to the people who are hyped about him. Having a good season this year, even before the Michael Thomas injury, and now that Michael Thomas with the high ankle sprain, a couple weeks maybe, we don't know. But now they're super excited about Traquan Smith. I'm sorry, I didn't see anything last year to make me think that he was going to be something. I know there's this whole, oh, third year. No, Drew Brees tried to tell us last year that, oh, this guy is great. And there was a, you know, the game where he, I can't remember which milestone Brees broke in it because he keeps breaking so many. But there was a big ceremony and all that. It It was for a touchdown. And it was a long touchdown too. Traquan Smith, and everyone started getting hyped right then. They're like, oh, yeah, it's coming. He's going to be the wide receiver too. Nothing. Nothing the rest of the season. Kept on dropping it. Kept on letting Breeze down. So if he's completely turned it around that much that Breeze is saying, no, he's great, maybe, or maybe Breeze is trying to give the guy some confidence. We haven't seen anything out of him. Sell him. The final trade move is go ahead and sell T.Y. Hilton. Now, T.Y. Hilton was on the Costly Mistakes episode I referenced before. He was in there because he doesn't work with Philip Rivers. It doesn't go together. What did we see Tyrod Taylor do with the Chargers week one? 
we saw him throwing deep to Mike Williams far more than Philip Rivers had the season before or the season before that. That's not Philip Rivers' game. He will throw a long one every now and then to keep the defenses honest. And sometimes that actually works out pretty well for him. Sometimes it gets intercepted. But mostly he doesn't throw deep. So that means you want Paris Campbell. So trade away T.Y. Hilton, get whatever you can, even go to the Paris Campbell owner. And people are going to think I'm crazy right now when I say that, like one for one even, sell T.Y. Hilton for Paris Campbell. Get it over with. Don't wait until it's already happened. Just, Just do it. Just get it over with. It's going to happen. Just make the move now. Get it over with. If you think I'm crazy, go try to sell your T.Y. Hilton to the Paris Campbell owner. You'll be lucky if you can get one for one. All right. They they think that Paris Campbell is worth T.Y. Hilton. And that means Paris Campbell is worth T.Y. Hilton. I understand not objectively in each case, but I'm just saying in your market that that means I'm right. So it may sound crazy, but when you try to try and go actually do it, it's not going to seem so crazy anymore. All right, that's it for trades. Now I'm going to go and talk just about streamers for week three. So I'm talking about their week three matchups here. But if you know you're going to need someone because of injury, because of just a weakness at that position, or if it's a onesie position, we don't have buys yet. This kind of this comes up a lot more in buys, but. They're still valuable to have, especially if it's like the defense, right? And you want to just have a good play on your bench ready to go for next week. I'm going to start with the quarterbacks. You can do worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick versus the Jaguars in week three. I highly doubt Ryan Fitzpatrick is very highly owned in your league. So you can pick him up this week easily for free because no one wants to play him versus the Tennessee Titans Pretty solid, pretty decent defense usually. So far, it looks like it this year again. No one wants to start Ryan Fitzpatrick against that. He's going to be on your waivers. Just go add him free to the end of your bench. And then next week, you're ready to go with a great, absolutely great play. And hopefully you got Preston Williams to pair with him. Beautiful stack. Phillip Rivers, we were just talking about him. He's playing the Jets in week three. These are really ugly guys, but they're going to give you some points. That's what we want in a streamer. Running back Matt Breida, he's been very absent, I would say. I don't know what to make of it, but I'm willing to take the chance that when it comes time for them to play Jacksonville and they have to score points and not just run out of clock, I think Breida might be more involved, at least in the passing game, than he was week one and more so than the other running backs are for sure. That's it. It's really hard. Running back streamers is the hardest. They're all, like, there aren't any. There are not any. But Matt Brito is probably out there now. Wide receiver James Washington. This is a little bit of a, if you're in a deeper league, someone has him already. So maybe maybe try and trade for him. But either way, they're playing Houston Texans week three. Steelers versus Texans. I think that's a great matchup, and he he's producing pretty well. He's not just a wide receiver three. He's almost a wide receiver two, except there's two other good wide receivers there, but it just means that he can have some big plays against a bad defense, such as Houston. Tight ends. Irv Smith. Yeah, I'm coming back to Irv Smith. Look, they're playing the Tennessee Titans in week three. I know I just talked about them being a good defense, but when it comes to defenses and tight ends, there's not always, you know, a simple one for one of they're good. That means they're good tight ends. Well, no, sometimes the, the good defenses are bad against tight ends. Sometimes the bad defenses are good against tight ends, whether that's because uh, they're giving up the throws to the wide receivers instead. I don't know, but... Irv Smith versus Tennessee. Um, it's just a, a could be a pretty decent matchup. We only have one week's stats to go by, but they did give up a, a decent amount of points uh, when 
They played the Broncos. I know the Sutton was out, so Fant got extra work, but he got the work and he did do something with it. So maybe it's a weakness. We'll see week two if we can start to see some patterns in these defenses. That's why I always say with next week tonight and all the streaming, we hit our stride like week four when we've got a few weeks of uh, data to play off of. Jimmy Graham. That's right. Jimmy Graham of the Bears playing Atlanta week three. Atlanta also gave up a bunch of points to tight ends, even though, you know, that's not even what Seattle. Look, I'm I'm not going to hold it against the Washington football team that they gave up a lot of points to tight ends. Well, yeah, of course, they played the Eagles, and that's like half their receiving court is tight ends, of course. That doesn't mean they're bad at defending tight ends. It just means that Eagles use a lot of tight ends. Um, But in this case, yes, Seattle, Russell Wilson does often get touchdowns to tight ends. But Jimmy Graham also was getting touchdown from Trubisky. Similar situation with Jimmy uh, with Greg Olson, I think. So go ahead and get Jimmy Graham for week three. And then for defenses... Not a lot, pretty ugly matchups, but I do like, I just was talking about them before, the Washington football team, uh, they're playing the Browns, who we just saw here tonight. I think this is going to be one of those ugly games, and if bad Baker Mayfield shows up, you're going to score a bunch of points. If good Baker Mayfield shows up like he did tonight, then I think you'll still do half decent um, either because the scoring was lower or because they'll force turnover or something like that. As far as streamers go, the Washington defense is underrated. So they're going to really be keeping their offense in a lot of these games, and they're going to be close to winning a lot more games. In fact, I remember I joked about how the Jaguars and the footballs are going to win more games than they did the previous season, despite trying to tank because now they have to throw the ball all the time and it actually works out for him at least for the jags all right guys that would that's it that's it um wow that got pretty long 45 that's almost like a full normal episode but the nice thing is i am doing the video recaps where i go over this all in under 10 minutes so check the show notes uh, last time i tagged on the audio onto the end of it i'm not going to be able to do that Uh, and I don't really think I want to in the future, let me know. Get me some feedback. If you like this, that I'm doing a much longer, much more full, much more rambling, much more willing to go down and talk about and comment on rabbit trails, right? If you want that just 15-minute podcast for next week tonight, and instead of going to the video for the short version, let me know. Give me some kind of feedback. That's fine. I'd be willing, and I've, I've tossed around the idea of like doing a just next week tonight episode that's really quick and to the point for podcast, and then talking about all the other stuff in another episode. And I could even record them the same night. It doesn't matter. I would just split them up as long as it shows up on your feed as separate, and you can know you listen to the one quick one, and you don't have to wait for the streaming defense until minute 45. I understand. So let me know what you think. If you like being able to listen to the full details and insights and whatever other random things I talk about, if you like that, great. This is, here it is. Um, But if you like the video as a kind of a supplementary content, let me know. I'm going to keep doing that for the time being, and we'll see how it goes. I, I really like the idea of having a short video but a long podcast. But again, if you want the short podcast, you got to let me know. I don't know if you don't tell me. Give me some feedback on Twitter at FusionFFB. Email me, FusionFFB at gmail.com. I'm your host, Joshua. Thanks for joining me, guys. I hope you are starting to see the value of this. I really hope you're starting to see it. I'm, I'm, I get frustrated. I do this for me, guys, but at the same time, I get frustrated because I'm having great calls like 
reminding you to make sure you got Benny Snell, make sure he's owned, go get James Robinson, you know, a day before everyone else was saying it. I'm just, when when a lot of these continue to hit, I, I'm going to act surprised. I'm going to act like, oh, I knew it all along. I told you so. But just remember, I am consistently hitting on them. And so maybe use this information to your advantage. I'm probably going to have a terrible week next week, and it's all going to be wrong, and you're going to hate me and never listen again. Oh, well. In the long run, you just have to hit on a few of these for it to pay off. And I think I mentioned that back in the first, you know, the week one episode. But look, we just need to hit on a couple of these. There's going to be ones that fail in between. That's okay. That is okay. We just need a few. You're going to need that Evan Ingram. You pick up that rookie tight end who's become something, you know, his rookie season. You're going to want to trade away David Johnson just before he gets injured. Even though he was doing so well with 20 points per game, how can you trade that away? Well, you've listened to this podcast last year, and you did it, and it looked like it was a genius move. You're going to get Christian Kirk this week, or you were listening to me in the preseason, or you drafted John Smith, or because you missed it, Someone else got him, but you went after him this week and you traded for him. Now you have him. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you're going to get out of this. Keep listening. Keep watching. Give me some uh, social media hits, retweets. Give me those reviews and ratings and all that stuff. Uh, We want to share all this information, get it out there to the most people, most amount of people that we can because it really, I think, can help people. Thanks, guys. See you next time.